In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Last week, Jesus in the Gospel talked about the reality of purgatory. And I talked about how purgatory is a real place. And today, we hear Jesus talking about another difficult thing, another difficult reality. And that is, he talks about the reality of hell. Now, usually when we talk about hell, uh, when I this topic comes up, I, I usually get two different extremes. I either, either get this one extreme of like, well, pff, Father, I'm a good person, so I'm never going to go to hell. I mean, God is just too good. He would never send me to hell. So I'm a good person. As long as I, you know, I make some donations here and there, and I hold the door open for people, and I do some nice things, I'm not going to go to hell. Or, I get the other extreme. Father, it doesn't matter. No matter what I do, God is never going to be pleased with me. And I'm just probably going to go to hell anyway. So why try? And sometimes underneath that is the, the constant feeling of never being, uh, never being able to please God. Never, never being able to feel like you're being good enough for God. That no matter how much you pray or no matter how much you fast or no matter what you do, it's never good enough, so you're just going to go to hell anyway. Now, these are really, really two very dangerous and very evil extremes. And neither of them have anything to do with love. Both of those, both of those extremes have to do with um, I guess you could say um, a business deal. I do for you, you do for me, and we'll be good. Oftentimes, in our faith life, we can look at our faith life this way. And what Jesus says today about those who go to hell is that two things. Two things. Those who went to hell, they were evildoers, Sinners, okay? And that they never, he doesn't know them. Evildoers, and he never knew them. Now, what does this mean? I mean, what does it mean to say that? Because if you also look, I mean, when we think of evildoers, imagine, we, we imagine immediately somebody like Hitler. Well, I'm not Hitler, so I'm not going to go to hell. Evildoers. But what's interesting about this is that Jesus actually says that those people, the same evildoers who did not enter heaven, were the same people who said, but Lord, we ate and drank in your presence and we listened to you preach. So why weren't they let in? They heard him preach. They hung out with Jesus. What was wrong? What was the problem? He says, strive to enter the narrow, through the narrow gate. Strive. Just because we sin, just because we sin, we all sin, does not mean that we're evildoers and then we're going to go to hell automatically. Okay? The difference is those who are comfortable in sin, who find themselves wise in their own eyes, and who do absolutely nothing to get to know the Lord, and fall in love with him more. Those who make no effort. Those who just simply are comfortable in life. 
comfortable and, and making no changes or making no effort to know God. Because imagine if you had a friend who, you had a friend who no matter like, like, no matter what, like, you just didn't really make any effort. Like, you had a friend who, or, or you had a friend who didn't make any effort towards you. Like, they said, oh, yeah, I love you. But, like, they really didn't show it. They only came around, like, once or twice a year when they absolutely needed something. Would you call that person an intimate friend or a stranger? A stranger. Okay, now imagine if you had another friend who that friend tried to do everything in their, in their power to try to make you happy constantly. Like they, they went out of their way and they were like obsessive. They were like OCD and trying to please you all day long. And you're just like, can you just relax? Like, I love you. We're friends. Like, relax. Do you see how neither of these have anything to do with a relationship? A relationship takes effort and it takes intimacy and knowledge. Knowledge and intimacy. What, what Jesus is looking for in order for us to really truly get into heaven is for a consistent intimacy of knowledge, of relationship, of knowing God and Him knowing me. Meaning that I know what God, what, what Jesus' voice sounds like. I know what makes Him happy. I know what makes Him sad. And that I believe that Jesus knows what makes me happy and what makes me sad. And that I know that Jesus is listening to my heart and listening to my voice all day long. That is a relationship. Not, okay, I need something, so let me say this prayer, and if I put my coins in, then I'll get, out, I'll get my Cheetos. This is how we oftentimes, we can fall into these, these traps. I know a lot of people who tell me, you know, Father... I'll, uh, I'll begin to make changes in my relationship with God. Like when I finally set da settle down and like my job slows down, that's when I'll really start to like grow in my relationship. That's when I'll start praying and, and doing all of that. Or Father, you know, once, once, we finally, once I finally get married, then, then me and my fiancé will start going to church. Or once my kids get older, then I'll be able to start picking up my Bible and going to church and I'll start praying. Or when God finally gives me what I need, then I'll finally start praying and fasting and I'll start reading my Bible. That's very dangerous. It's very dangerous. Because nobody knows when we're going to die. So if, we're, if, we're, if we die today not knowing God, Jesus says, once that door is shut, he made it very clear in the gospel today, once that door is shut, don't, we cannot think that, oh, if I, once I die, I'll stand before Jesus, and then I'll try to convince Jesus of all the good things that I did to convince me to let me in. All right, okay, I got 30 seconds. All right, Jesus, do you remember the one day that I, I was downtown and I gave food to this one guy, and then Jesus, remember that one time that I... It doesn't work that way. That's not, again, that's not a relationship. That's a business deal. And so, if we sit around and we keep waiting and we keep making excuses for ourselves, then we're never really going to know God. And if we don't know God, then we don't have heaven. It's very simple. It's very easy. See, God doesn't desire anybody to go to hell. Never. 
Jesus wouldn't have went to the cross for us if he wanted us to go to hell. Jesus wants each and every one of us to go to heaven, but that is our choice. It's our choice to make that change. The two extremes, how we break those two extremes, either the carelessness or the religious OCD scrupulous people. We've got these two extremes. The way that we break those is by trust. Knowledge and trust. If I know you, I can trust you. If I know someone, I don't have to second guess. If I know this person, I don't have to second guess what they're going to do with my money. I know. I know. I'm not even thinking about it. I put my, put my head down. I'm not going to have to think about it. One of those people would be one of my parents. I wouldn't even have to think twice about it because I know my parents. Now, if we were to die today, do we think that we would be strangers to Christ? Or he would be a stranger to me? That's a really, really big question. Are we strangers to Christ? And if so, it's okay. God wants to meet us exactly where we are. But we have to meet him. We have to get up and meet him. We have to literally demonstrate some sort of effort. Like Jesus said, strive to enter the narrow gate. Now, St. Therese, the little flower, she was genius. She said, all Jesus wants is for you to just lift up your foot. Just lift up your foot to make that step. Demonstrate some sort of effort. Now, you're not always going to be successful in all of your spiritual endeavors. You're not going to always, every time you pick up your, your Bible, you're not going to always hear the voice of God thundering from heaven and like start levitating. Okay, That's not going to happen all the time. Sometimes we're going to go to prayer and we're going to be distracted and we're not going to be thinking about God and we're going to be thinking about this and that. What God wants is simply our demonstration, our effort. To show Him with our heart, Lord, I do want to love you. Lord, I do want to know you. So what are we doing today to get to know Jesus? What are we, how are we actually making an effort in my life today to fall madly in love with God? That's what God wants. God wants us to be literally madly in love with Him. That's what God wants. Not like, oh, hey bud, how you doing? What do you want? What do you, what do you want now, right? What God wants is intimacy with us. So, St. Therese says that all you got to do is lift up your foot. Once you've lifted up your foot, you may fail. Put your, make your effort and then trust. Our trust oftentimes is like, okay, well, I tried, but God is just, you know, God, God's just not happy. Or God is not good enough. No. God is pleased with all of us. When he looks at us, he sees his son and his daughter. He's pleased. But what he wants is love. What he wants is us for us to respond to his love. That's what he wants. So we make an effort. We trust beyond measure that, Lord, you love me. That, Lord, you're with me. That, Lord, you forgive me. And that, Lord, I don't need to do anything to earn your love. You love me already. And little by little, as we continue to do that, as we stay consistent, you know, Jesus in the gospel says, go and tell, go and tell Herod 
that I'm doing the works of God, I'm curing the sick, I'm doing that today, tomorrow, and the next day. Meaning, I'm starting today, and I'm not going to stop. That's what God wants. For us not to stop. God is more concerned with us trusting in His mercy and getting back up than us being completely perfect without having any sins. Do we believe that though? Do we trust in Him? Do we know Him enough to trust in that? Or are we constantly spiritually OCD? Constantly scrupulous. I gotta do this, I gotta do that. One time, somebody told me, Father, I knelt on the wrong knee and so I felt really bad, so I want to I tell you that, Lord, I, 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 I knelt on the wrong knee. Or one somebody told me, I, I didn't pray the Our Father perfectly, so I had to say it over and over and over again to make sure that I said it correctly. <laughs> no. God is simple. God wants a simple prayer. God wants a simple movement of my heart towards Him. A simple look towards God. A simple movement of my heart towards Him. That's what God wants. And those little movements, those little efforts, we begin to know Him. The more we know Him, the more we love Him. And then one day, when we die, we will stand before Him and, and He'll say, Hey! And we'll say, Hey! We'll be so excited to see each other. Because I'll know my beloved and my beloved will know me. And right away, he's going to say to me, he's not going to say, get away from me. He's going to say, come, come. I know you, you know me. Come and be with me for all of eternity. Come, O blessed of my Father. Those are the words that we want to hear. We want to hear Jesus say to us, come, O blessed of my Father. Not get away from me. Those are the scariest words. One time in seminary, uh, um, the, the priest for my penance, this was really harsh. You know what he told me to do? He said, go and take your statue of Jesus that you have in your bedroom and go and turn, turn it, put his back towards you. I was like, what? He's like, yeah. He's like, I want you to imagine. I want you to imagine for a second. Like Jesus turning his back to you and not knowing who you are. Now... He is merciful. He is merciful. Endless mercy. Endless mercy until the very, very last second of our life. In that moment, it's judgment. So we need to be preparing each and every moment to make an effort, to strive to enter through that narrow gate, to know Jesus, and to love Him every day more and more. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit.